Today is May 24th, 2023. In this week's issue, personal and neighborhood level poverty were associated with increased positive screening for glaucoma or suspected glaucoma. Femto's second laser-assisted cataract surgery was not found to be more cost-effective compared to standard phacal emulsion cataract surgery. Immunomodulatory therapy results in superior vision outcomes compared to long-term steroid therapy for sympathetic ophthalmia. And lastly, mouse models of retinopathy of prematurity show improvement in vascular disease with prenatal supplementation of carotenoids, lutein, and zeaxanthin. The first article is from Ophthalmology, Poverty Associated with Increased Rates of Screening Positive for Glaucoma. An estimated 3 million people in the U.S. have glaucoma, with living in poverty and identifying as black as risk factors for having glaucoma and losing vision from the disease. This study from the Michigan Screening and Intervention for Glaucoma and Eye Health through Telemedicine aimed to determine whether increased poverty is associated with increased risk of screening positive for glaucoma or suspected glaucoma in a large public screening program. Patients from two low-income cities in Michigan were given free eye health exams by technicians, including visual acuity, autorefraction, intraocular pressure, fundus photography, and OCT. Ophthalmologists remotely reviewed the patient information, imaging, and test results, and screened for glaucoma based on a number of criteria. Of the enrolled participants, 24% of participants screened positive for glaucoma or suspected glaucoma. Screening positive for glaucoma or suspected glaucoma was associated with being older, identifying as Black or African American, having an established eye care clinician, and not driving a personal vehicle to the appointment. This data suggests that programs should screen and support populations at high risk of glaucoma in the U.S. and provides new evidence to help the USPSTF revise its recommendations for screening in which they currently state that there is no sufficient evidence to support screening for glaucoma in asymptomatic adults. The next paper is from JAMA Ophthalmology. Bespoke versus machined, the cost-effectiveness battle of cataract surgery. While femtosecond laser-assisted cataract surgery has well-documented efficacy and safety, its cost-effectiveness continues to be an important factor in moving it forward as a viable alternative to phacal emulsification's handmade incisions. Efforts to better understand how its cost compared to phacal emulsification cataract surgery has been a pre-planned secondary objective of the original economic evaluation of femtosecond laser-assisted cataract surgery trial. In this multi-center randomized clinical trial, 870 patients in France were treated with either FLAX or PCS from 2013 to 2018 and cost of care analyzed at the 12-month interval. The total mean cost of care at 12 months was $7,787 for FLAX and $7,146 for PCS, a difference of approximately $600. The two arms had very similar qualities, leading to an incremental cost-effectiveness ratio of $150,000 per quality-adjusted life year or quality. 
Given the frequently cited cost-effectiveness range of $50,000 to $100,000 per quality, more research and work need to be done to lower flax costs and advance its effectiveness. The next paper is from the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Long-term immunomodulatory versus steroid therapy in sympathetic ophthalmia. Sympathetic ophthalmia is a rare condition characterized by an initial trauma to the exciting eye and subsequent granulomatous inflammation in both eyes, with no history of trauma in the contralateral sympathizing eye. Corticosteroids are the common treatment, but long-term use leads to undesirable ophthalmic complications, including glaucoma and cataracts. Immunomodulatory therapy has shown to improve the outcomes for patients, but is traditionally used as an adjunct therapy with corticosteroids. This single-center, retrospective clinical study aimed to compare vision acuity outcomes of long-term steroid therapy versus immunomodulatory therapy for treatment of sympathetic ophthalmia. 35 adult patients with sympathetic ophthalmia treated from March 2005 to October 2022 with at least one year of follow-up were included. Lower rates of vision loss correlated with longer periods of uveitis remission on immunomodulatory therapy alone and drug-free remission. This study found that long-term therapy with immunomodulatory therapy is associated with superior vision outcomes in the sympathizing eye compared to the chronic corticosteroid therapy. These results suggest that steroid therapy may be useful for acute or recalcitrant sympathetic uveitis, but ultimately insufficient for long-term inflammatory control. The last study is from IOVS prenatal carotenoid vitamins to treat a mouse model of retinopathy of prematurity. Retinopathy of prematurity is thought to occur via hyperoxia-induced vascular damage followed by hypoxia-induced neovascularization. The lutein and zeaxanthin in pregnancy studies showed that these carotenoids can be transferred placentally, which is hypothesized to have a protective antioxidant effect on infants at risk of retinopathy of prematurity. BCO2 mice were supplemented with either lutein, zeaxanthine, or placebo diets beginning at E0, E11, or P1. Oxygen-induced retinopathy was induced in pups at P7, and retina were isolated for histologic evaluation after hyperoxic and hypoxic phases. BCO2 mice were able to accumulate oral, lutein, and zeaxanthine supplements in their retina, unlike wild-type animals. Lutein and zeaxanthine supplementation significantly inhibited hyperoxia-induced vasoobliteration and hypoxia-induced intravitreal neovascularization retinopathy in BCO2 puffs. Though prenatal supplementation was more effective than supplementation initiated at birth, this study suggests the benefit of prenatal carotenoid supplementation to treat and prevent retinopathy of prematurity and provide support for future human clinical trials to test efficacy. And to learn more about The Lens, you can follow us on Twitter at TheLens underscore O-P-H and visit our website at www.lens.ophthalmology.com to subscribe to our newsletter and view our complete research summary for this week.